Buonasera! My name is Marcello. I am a tour leader with Explore. Ciao! Come, follow me. Behind this 200 year old gate is the best view of one of Rome's finest fountains. Ah, oh, bellissima! Look at the Renaissance detail, the sunlight in the bronze! Not everyone knows about Turtle Fountain, but you will if you explore. Search explore.co.uk and don't just travel, explore. Hey there, and welcome to my Saturday mini-sode. I know that weekends can often be quite difficult when you're single and you don't have kids. So I wanted to do a very short episode every Saturday morning, just so that you can listen to someone first thing on a Saturday who totally gets it, who totally has your back, and who knows that weekends can still be awesome, even more so, when you're on your own. I'm gonna be talking about all sorts of things from my general wonderings to my words of wisdom about life. Take the word wisdom with a huge pinch of salt to stuff that I'm currently obsessed with, whether that be books or music or podcasts. Whatever it is, I really hope that you guys will enjoy it. So, without further ado, here we go. Hey, and welcome back to my Saturday mini-sode. So on today's mini-sode, I'm going to talk about six things that we need to leave behind in 2023 because they are simply not doing us any good, they are not serving us, and we need to get bloody rid. So the first thing we're going to leave behind in 2023 is any residual shame or feelings of being less than because we're single. It doesn't matter what society says. It doesn't matter what our friends or families or colleagues say, or what the guy in the coffee shop says, or what the postman says. This is on us. We have to decide to let go of feeling shame just because we're single, because it's madness. It's literally madness, because there's nothing to be ashamed about, nothing. Being in a relationship does not make you a better human full stop, the end. It doesn't make you more qualified to be an adult. It doesn't make you more knowledgeable or intelligent or attractive or cool or funny or any of the above. I've said it before, but any old fuckwit can be in a relationship. So it is not a marker of status or success or attractiveness or anything else. It is just a marker of your relationship status. That's it. So it really is up to us to let it go. Even if you don't actually want to be single, you still don't need to feel shame around the fact that you are. And I'm not saying that people don't say annoying things and do annoying things to make us feel bad about not being in a relationship. But what I am saying is that we get to control how we respond to these people and situations. And if we allow ourselves to feel ashamed of being single, that's on us. We can't blame it on the world because we already know about the stigma. We already know the narrative and we are fully grown adults who get to decide how we allow other people to make us feel. And that might look like an interaction with someone where for a moment you feel really shit. But as soon as that moment is over, it's up to you to take back control of your thoughts. 
it's up to you to not go down that particular rabbit hole. No one else has control over what is going on in your mind. Only you do. So make it your New Year's resolution to put down the goddamn shame. It is no longer going to be a part of our lives because it doesn't need to be. And it's time that we took the control back instead of allowing other people's comments and other people's judgments to affect our lives. Because I can tell you now that there is a long way to go before being single is seen to be as normal as being in a relationship. And in the meantime, it's up to the likes of us to help that shift happen. And that starts with us believing that we are as worthy as anyone in a relationship. And you'll already know that I do genuinely think there is a shift happening. But all I'm saying is, It's going to take decades before it truly is seen to be as normal as being in a relationship. So we cannot waste any more time feeling shame around being single. We just can't. So yeah, that's the first thing we are leaving behind in 2023. Okay, number two, we're going to leave behind the negative self-talk. We're going to stop bloody feeding negative self-talk. We're going to stop entertaining it when it shows up. And instead, we're going to be aware of it and we're going to refuse to listen to it. And we're going to challenge it and shift our focus onto something better. But what we're not going to do anymore after 2023 is indulge it and therefore perpetuate it. Because Make no mistake, we are the ones who are perpetuating our negative self-talk. Nobody else. Now, I totally get that this is easier said than done. And I also understand that we are never, ever going to be 100% free of negative self-talk. However, it is something that we can learn to get more of a grip on. And yeah, it is going to take some effort. It is going to mean that we have to be vigilant every single day. And as I've said repeatedly to my Thrive Solo members, put reminders in your phones to check in with yourself and see where your mind is during the day. Because we are all running on autopilot until we choose to become more conscious and subsequently do something about these things. So every day when we leave the house to go to work or stay stay at home to go to work, but every day when we go into the world and we do what we do and we walk around and we interact with people and we listen to the news and we bump into someone we know who starts moaning on about something boring and we have a crap meeting at work and we come home and we can't be asked to go for that run and then we spend the evening eating Doritos and watching reruns of Grey's Anatomy because let's face it, it's fucking amazing. But the point is, that we end up in total autopilot mode and we're not intentional about what we're thinking. And so we get to the end of the day and we've completely forgotten to be aware of what we're thinking. It's incredibly hard to bring awareness to your thoughts enough for it to make a difference without having something to remind you to be aware regularly. And what I have is reminders in my phone that pop up. I would say more than once an hour. And that is how I constantly bring myself back to checking in on what I'm thinking. It's like meditation when you bring yourself back to the breath. So just fucking do it. Put reminders in your phone. It's not hard. And even if you just start with two a day, you can set them to repeat every single day. And that is how you can start to change your mindset. And mine say things like, my energy and my joy are my priority. 
or um, another one is assume the feeling of the wish fulfilled. So that reminds me to feel into the things I want to see in my future. It reminds me that I have to go first. I have to feel happy first and then I will get things in my life to feel happy about, not the other way around. Another one that I have in my phone is stay in grateful expectation, which reminds me to be grateful, grateful for the things I know are on their way. And I know this sounds a bit bonkers, but there you go. You do this, you check in every day, you shift your thoughts and you feel better. And and these days with negative self-talk, when I hear myself say, Lucy, you fucking dick, I will now go, no, I'm not a dick. And when I have a thought like, what is wrong with me? I will literally say to myself, sometimes out loud, there's nothing wrong with you. You're a human being. So we have to be kinder to ourselves. So we're going to leave the negative self-talk as much as we possibly can in 2023. Okay, number three, we're going to leave behind people-pleasing. Oh my God, I'm obsessed with this because I have come to realise that I've spent my life being a major people pleaser. And if you're a woman, then you probably have too. So people pleasing, in case you're like, what the hell is that? Is when you have an emotional need to please others, even at the expense of your own wants and desires and needs. So a people pleaser is basically someone whose main focus is other people and making them happy. And there are a couple of people in my life who I can be quite people pleasery with. And I will more often than not put their needs before my own. So even if I'm exhausted or I really don't have time or it's just really inconvenient, I will do the thing that I don't want to do because there is something in me emotionally that needs to please this person. And us women particularly have a tendency to people please probably more than we realise and we need to stop it. And whilst obviously we all care for other people in our lives and we're considerate of other people's feelings and we obviously want to help people where and when we can, but people pleasers tend to take it to the extreme. And that means that if you're a people pleaser, then you'll end up sacrificing your own needs for others. And again, sometimes this is required and normal and good, but if it's to the extreme, then it's people pleasing. So some ways that I can be a people pleaser is for example by saying that I'll help somebody with something but actually I've already got too much on my plate on my plate and even though I know I'm stretched beyond my capacity I'll do the thing in order to please that person and that's no good because not only is it bad for me what tends to happen is I'll end up feeling resentful even though I'm the one who said I would do the damn thing And that's the thing about people pleasing. We do these things where we really put ourselves out for someone, even if it's not good for us. And that can then have a negative effect on the relationship, Um, you know, especially if we're not honest about it with the people around us. So people pleasing can also show up as like a preoccupation with what other people think, that old chestnut. Um, It can look like difficulty disagreeing with people or saying no to requests. And it can also look like a need for approval. So, for example, if I were to be like, oh, my God, are you sure you like my podcast? But, But do you really like my podcast? But do you really mean it when you say you like my podcast? You know, that kind of thing. And the other way that people pleasing can show up also is in taking things personally. So ask yourselves, honestly, do you do this? Do you frequently put other people's needs before your own? And if so, 
you need to leave that behind in 2023. And going forward into 2024, you are your priority. And again, that doesn't mean you don't care for people or help other people. It just means that you don't constantly put their needs before your own. So that's number three. Okay, the fourth thing we're leaving behind in 2023 is a scarcity mindset. What do I mean by a scarcity mindset? Well, essentially, it's the idea that there isn't enough to go around. You know, everything is limited. So money is limited. Opportunity is limited. Someone who has a scarcity mindset sees limitations instead of opportunities. So we want to leave our scarcity mindset in 2023 and adopt an abundance mindset. Now, these terms, scarcity mindset and abundance mindset, were coined by Stephen Covey in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Not sure if you've read it, you totally should. It's pretty intense, but it's it's bloody good. Um, And I'm just going to read a couple of paragraphs which explain what Stephen Covey means. Quote, Most people are deeply scripted in what I call the scarcity mentality. They see life as having only so much, as though there were only one pie out there. And if someone were to get a big piece of the pie, it would mean less for everybody else. The scarcity mentality is the zero-sum paradigm of life. People with a scarcity mentality have a very difficult time sharing recognition and credit, power or profit, even with those who help in the production. They also have a very hard time being genuinely happy for the successes of other people, even and sometimes especially members of their own family or close friends and associates. It's almost as if something is being taken from them when someone else receives special recognition of or a windfall gain or has remarkable success or achievement. So we want to get rid of this way of thinking and instead start seeing the world as an abundant place where there is plenty for everyone to go around. Because when we come from that mindset, it means we don't need to be in competition with anyone apart from ourselves. It means that we're free to go for the things that we want rather than thinking, well, what's the point? They've already done X, Y, Z, so there's no room for me. A good example of this is when I started the podcast It would have been very easy to go, oh my gosh, Shaney Silver's podcast is amazing and Peter McGraw's podcast is amazing and so why would I even bother to start a podcast? So that is why a scarcity mindset can really hold us back from doing and achieving the things we want to do and achieve. So going into 2024, remember that there is plenty of room for everybody. There is plenty of money, there are plenty of opportunities, there are enough resources to go around. And here are a couple of ways to help you shift into an abundance mindset. You can focus on what you have. So for example, if you really want to start your own business and you're thinking, it's too risky, or I'm not good enough, or I can't possibly give up my regular salary, or there's so much competition already doing the same thing then you need to reframe those thoughts and instead come at it with an abundance mindset like, well, why not me? If that girl on Instagram has done it, then why can't I? Uh, I'll be fine. I'll make it work. There's plenty of room for me in this market and no one can do it the way I'm going to do it. Also, remember to be grateful for what you already have because when you start to see all the things that you you do have in your life, then you already feel more abundant. And the more you do that, the more it kind of compounds. And 
One other thing is to surround yourself with people who also have an abundant mindset. My membership Thrive Solo is a really good example of this. The women in there are all single, but they're not moaning about it to each other. They are supportive when they need support, but they want to make the most of their lives with or without a partner. And by surrounding themselves with each other, they're kind of by osmosis taking on a more abundant mindset just in the way that they're thinking about their lives. So yes, goodbye and good riddance, scarcity mindset. It's all out there for us. Okay, the fifth thing, two things actually that we're leaving behind in 2023 are mindlessly watching the news and mindlessly scrolling on social media. Now, you'll probably already know my thoughts about watching the news. I don't watch it. I don't listen to it. I don't read it. Not because I don't care and not because I don't think I should be across what's happening in the world. But the fact is that anything I need to know about, I'm going to hear about, whether it's via a text from my mum or a friend talking about it or whoever it might be but I'm going to hear about it. And then I can choose to go and read up about a particular news story so that I'm still informed about the really important things. But it's this mindless watching of the news whereby we just have it on like multiple times a day, reading it, watching it, listening to it. All that is doing is making us feel like shit. And research has been done by a psychologist called Sean Aker, who found that people who watch just three minutes of negative news in the morning are nearly 30% more likely to report their day as unhappy or depressing six to eight hours later. Think about it. That is huge. This guy also said that what we're doing in the morning is priming our brain to either have a good day or a bad day. With the exposure to negative news, our brains become conditioned to, quote, delete opportunities when we think that the world is negative and that means we may not even be aware of new opportunities as they sort of slip away and Sean Aker says this control your news consumption instead of letting it control you and I think that's brilliant Um, and I mean if nothing else just don't watch or listen to or read the news in the morning save it for the evening for example Um, And then, of course, there's scrolling on social media. Do you have any idea how much time we spend scrolling through Instagram or whatever other social media? We are fucking addicted to our phones, myself included. And this is just so deeply worrying on so many levels. And we're wasting so much time mindlessly scrolling through Instagram when we could be using that time to do something else far more valuable And I'm not suggesting you cut it out entirely, but I would encourage you to maybe allocate one period of time in your day to get your social media fix. That's what I try to do more often than not. Usually I will go onto Instagram once a day and that's when I'm going to post, which I do every day. And that is the time I'm allowed to scroll. And sometimes something will catch my attention and I'll go down a big old hole for an hour and then loathe myself for it. But normally... I will have a scroll through my feed before I post um, and then that's it. So I probably spend just over an hour, I would say, on Instagram every day. And that still sounds like a lot to me. But on average, we are spending 151 minutes every day on social media. And that's just the average. That's two and a half hours. Is that two and a half hours? 
60, 120, yeah, yeah, that's two and a half hours. But actually, aside from social media, looking at our phones just in general, I discovered something so disturbing the other day. I don't know if you guys know about this, but you can look up how many times a day you pick your phone up and then it shows you how long you've spent on all of the different apps. So listen to this. Yesterday, I picked my phone up 235 times. 235 times in one day. And these are the apps that I spent time on in descending order. So starting with the app I spent the most time on goes like this. WhatsApp, Mail, Calendar, Santander, Banking App, Photos, Spotify, Clock, Instagram, Motivation, which is a motivational app, Camera, Phone, Strava, Messages, Notes. And finally, Safari is the thing I spent the least time on that particular day. But if you guys haven't done this, I highly recommend you do because you're going to scare the shit out of yourself. It might scare you enough to spend less time on social media. But if you guys haven't heard of this, I dare you, I double dare you to go and see how many times you pick up your phone every day. And I've just got my phone out because I'm going to tell you, if you don't know this, you're probably all thinking, of course you know this, you weirdo. But in case you don't, go to settings, settings, settings even, go to screen time, and then the first little block where it says daily average, beneath that it says see all app and website activity, click on that. And then it says screen time and today's date. And then when you scroll down, it says most used and then a load of apps. And then if you scroll down a bit more, it says pickups. And that is where you can see how many times you picked your phone up in a day. And honestly, it's fucking horrifying. And actually, I'd be really interested to see. I mean, maybe I'm really bad. Like 235 times I picked my phone up in one day. What the hell? Anyway, check it out if you dare. Okay, moving on to the final thing we're going to leave behind in 2023. And this one is going to be very brief. But it is thinking there is any point in trying to control other people. I think we forget that we cannot make someone think something that we want them to think. We cannot make someone do what we want them to do. And life gets a lot easier when we fully accept and understand that the only thing we have real control over is the thoughts that we think and how we respond to things, how we behave. So in 2024, let's just keep focused on ourselves. Let's keep our eyes on the prize and where we're going and stop worrying about what everyone else is doing because we cannot control them. You know, I have people in my life who I love and I worry about and I sometimes wish they were different in some ways and I sometimes think they're making a mistake or doing something wrong and because I love them, I want to try and influence them and get them to do the thing I think they should do. But I am learning that I need to just let things be and let people do what they're going to do because by trying to change them or get them to do something I think they should do, it just causes aggro and worry and it's a total waste of my time and energy and it doesn't do the relationship any favours either. So as I go into 2024, I'm going to make a concerted effort to just meet people where they're at and just let them get on with it 
and be supportive and be there for them. But I'm going to try and let go of the things that I think they should be doing differently. Because as I say, we cannot control other people, how they feel, what they think, what they do, and nor should we. So let's just stay focused on ourselves and where we're going. Because like I said, life is so much better when we just leave everyone else to it and let them just get on with their thing. So yeah, that's all I've got. I hope this has been helpful in some way. Have a fabulous weekend and remember that you are awesome. See you later. Bye.